0: Welcome, 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 welcome back. This is the Alcast MMA and boxing portion of the podcast. And my man Johnny New York already covered all the NFL and football action earlier in the week. So if you're into that type of thing, go check out the last episode of the uh podcast wherever you can find good podcasts at spotify google podcasts all that good stuff uh we got lots of boxing from last weekend and upcoming to talk about as well as always ufc news inside and outside the octagon um i'm debating whether or not actually to rename the fighting portion of the podcast now that i've split them up something else other than the Alcast, because the football portions kind of become uh, Johnny New York's football picks. And even the Alcast, I love the name as I've had it since the beginning. And it was easy, you know, it just rolls off the tongue. But I had a name pop into my head the other day. It probably already exists. I wouldn't doubt it if it already exists somewhere, even though I've never heard of it yet. Just call the MMA and boxing portion of the podcast The Filthy Casual Cast. Or the filthy casual, something like that, as a just an an homage to the MMA meme community, as a you know everyone's a fighting expert online, and everyone who isn't that comments on things is a filthy casual. Including, I saw someone today uh, comment on a a YouTube clip that Andrew Schultz. Put out of the uh, the Brilliant Idiots podcast. I don't listen to their podcast regularly, but I'm pretty familiar with them. And uh, I know Andrew Schultz is actually personal friends with like Israel Adesanya, the UFC middleweight champ. And his dad actually has quite like a, a history with boxing in New York City, and he's got a pretty deep uh, knowledge of boxing as well. But someone commented on the on the clip. They're like, it's amusing when people that obviously don't know anything about boxing talk about it on a mainstream podcast, and I was like, get off your fucking pedestal, you fucking looking down your nose at people prick, like, commenting how, like, other people's opinions, and like, how dumb they are amuse you, like, fucking kill yourself, bro, honestly, I fucking can't stand people like that, like, Trying to make them sound so fucking brain about something. Like, this is what's wrong about uh, fandom sometimes. Is you get these momos that comment on things. And make themselves sound like they're the fucking intellectual authority on the sport. Like, shut the fuck up. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> we saw Fury Wilder 3 go down on the weekend. That's the big heavyweight fight. Everyone's talking about at the moment. Dana White even gave it some love at a press conference, even though uh, he's obviously had a lot to say about Oscar De La Hoya in the sport of boxing recently. But Tyson Fury got the eleventh round stoppage over Deontay, the Bronze Bomber Wilder, and uh, many people now jumping on the Gypsy King hype train, saying he is the best heavyweight of his era, the current best pound for pound heavyweight. Uh, how does he stack up against Alexander Usyk, Anthony Joshua, is he out of the picture now as he's going to be on the back burner waiting for his rematch with Usyk for quite some time. I believe they're saying January for that fight is what I've heard. Um and I have no idea to be honest how that shakes out. I imagine Tyson Fury would take a fight before Uh, Whoever comes through that Joshua Usyk rematch, many people saying Joshua shouldn't take the rematch with Usyk in the boxing community, that it'll just go more or less the same way, if not worse, and he pretty much did get lucky not to get stopped in that Usyk fight, as Usyk pretty much came out and said that he might have taken the foot off the gas pedal towards the end of their fight, As he didn't want to overly damage Joshua more than necessary. Which is kind of an odd thing for a boxer to say. You don't hear that that often. Where someone actually shows a little mercy in the squared circle. But uh, it is what it is. Good on Usyk I guess. He's not as bloodthirsty as some. He He knows how to get the win and he can get out of there. Obviously, he's shown some killer instinct in his past fights at cruiserweight. He got Tony Bellew up out of there, several other boxers. But maybe as his maturation as a boxer, he is not really going to go for the flatline KO that some of these other boxers go for. But who knows? He might just try and get Joshua up out of there. As I think he was kind of finding more and more chinks in Joshua's armor as that fight went along so very interesting uh picture at heavyweight right now so got obviously uh dillian white otto wallen that's fight's gonna be coming up in october uh well later on this month i guess we are in october now october 13th but that'll clarify the heavyweight pitcher a little bit dillian white i believe is a number one contender right now with the WBC so he should be getting a title shot early next year as well maybe a potential fight with Tyson Fury there if he makes it through Otto Wallen many people including myself seeing a knockout in Dillian White's future there uh, to get Wallen up out of there should clarify White knocking out Wallen not the other way around. Uh, Then you know that rematch with Usyk Joshua which I spoke about. Tyson Fury's now gotten through his trilogy with Wilder, so they won't be seeing each other anytime soon. Uh, Wilder, who does he go fight next? Uh, Lots of interesting matchups for him still at heavyweight, as he looked better than many people expected in that third fight where he knocked down Fury twice in the fourth round. And Not a lot of other heavyweights making it up from that first uh, knockdown, let me tell you, when they showed that, slow-mo it was pretty crazy to see the impact of that punch you could see when it connected with the Tyson Fury's head it wasn't on full extension but you could see the the shock wave of the punch travel literally through like the back of his neck down his back and across the uh the back of his body like the shock wave of the impact of that punch dispersing and I was wondering if Maybe Tyson Fury's chin like uh he's got a really good chin has something to do just how big of a man he is and how much uh that impact gets dispersed from the point of contact from his uh the tip of his chin all the way down to the floor but I don't know if there's any uh, you know if there's a scientific explanation for that if I think just being a bigger guy like he is would probably couldn't hurt you and your uh, ability to take a punch but you've seen some pretty big guys who can't either so it might just be a, a genetic thing like how dense your bones are and uh, how your neck and stuff is structured I, I know there's a lot to do with the knockout being just like how much your head shakes around from the impact that's why you see these guys like canelo and some of these other guys doing all these neck strengthening exercises so they can uh better take a punch though I think Canelo won't need that as much as his head movement is pretty much god tier and he's got an upcoming fight with Caleb Plant in November but nonetheless I forgot to mention Andy Ruiz in and that heavyweight pitcher as well as he's only uh, lost that last title fight with Joshua and gone I think he's either won one or two since he's lost some all that weight and started training with Canelo's team. Eddie Reynoso and those guys. He looked real good in some pictures I saw of him yesterday on Instagram. I can't believe the transformation that guy's made in the last year. He doesn't get enough credit for turning it around from what he looked like in the second Joshua fight. It's like night and day now. He looks like one of the contestants on The Biggest Loser, you know. Um, Andy Ruiz... Is still right up there. I think you could make an argument for top four, definitely top five in the the heavyweight picture. I think my heavyweight top five right now, I would go Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, Anthony Joshua, Dillian White, Andy Ruiz. So I, I guess I'd, I'd have him fifth in my my current ranking, you know, Joseph Parker's right up there as well, Wilder's still right up there, he could uh, definitely knock out any of those guys any given night, except for Tyson Fury, but uh, Tyson Fury's a freak, man, all hail the the Gypsy King, lots of fights going on this Friday, but none... To be honest, which I know the names of, they must be some top-ranked fighters or something like that, PBC, that are getting brought through the ranks. So I won't cover any of those, just tell you to bet on the very heavy favorites. Uh, Saturday, October 16th, we see another one of those Boxer Sky Sports cards going down. We're going to see Lewis Ritson in action. Chris Eubank Jr. finally getting in. Minus 10,000 favorite Chris Eubank Jr. Jeez Louise, how about you put him in there as someone who's a little better so he can actually make a little money betting on his fights. Uh, Maris Bradis will be in the picture. Huey Fury uh, going up against Christian Hammer. I, I'm, I'm, Huey Fury gets a lot of uh, slack, but I kind of like how Peter Fury's brought him along recently in some of the... Some of what I've seen from him in his recent fights. It might not be the most exciting thing in the world, but he's a interesting addition to the heavyweight pitcher right now. And I could see Huey Fury potentially, if they give him the right opponents, getting a, a title shot before the end of next year. Hopefully, Uh Fury boys, man, what else can you say? They're doing the damn thing, even... Uh, Tommy might be getting in there against Jake Paul, allegedly, sometime next year. Uh, I kind of hope he smokes someone. Like, that's a hard one for me, because they're both kind of unlikable guys. It's like, I'm not a fan of either. I almost want Jake to smoke Tommy more than the other way around, but either way, like, whoever gets smoked in that one, is kind of a win-win situation, because I wouldn't mind seeing either of them just get done in. Um... Savannah Marshall is back in action. Another heavy favorite in her fight at minus 10,000. Jeez Louise. But I don't know how she's looked recently. Who she wouldn't be a heavy favorite against in her division. Obviously that fight with Clarissa Shields keeps being uh, thrown out there. But Clarissa will be busy in that PFL MMA tournament for for the next little while. And I believe part of her agreement is that she is not allowed to take uh, boxing fights while well, she's participating in that. So it's going to be a while to see before we see Savannah Marshall and the the quote allegedly go at it. Who else is at it? Oh, Nikita Abibi, who's heavily uh, hyped on the zone boxing crew. is Some younger, I believe, Russian or Ukrainian phenom. He's shown some promise thus far, and it's actually might be a more well-matched fight as he's only a minus 400 favorite against his opponent, which is, you know, better odds than you see in a lot of boxing fights. And Mikey Garcia is in action against Sandor Martin that night as well. And we got a couple bigger matchups happening down the line in October. Uh, Jamal, Her- Jamal Herring, excuse me, versus Shakur Stevenson. Great little, I believe, are those guys lightweights or something like that? They're they're smaller guys, I know that much. I'm not exactly sure what the weight class is there, but you got Shakur Stevenson to come through in that one. I believe he's been made a more heavy favorite since the last time I checked the odds. He's sitting at minus 900 right now. I'd jump on that if you, I, uh, you guys, they might get... Uh, worse as the fight gets a little closer as they often do Uh, and Saturday October 30th which I've already spoke about is the heavyweight matchup uh, Halloween night basically between Dillian White versus Otto Wallen wow Dillian White only minus 250 right now definitely uh, interesting odds there I might want to what are the odds of him to win by knockout let's take a, a little look see here and uh, woo, plus two forty, damn! Let's uh, I'd hop on those odds right now, bro. Might just do that if once it gets a little closer. Hopefully they don't get a little a little worse by then. I like Dillian White to win by knockout at plus two forty, bro. You guys should hop on that right now, and we won't go too much farther down the line because we're getting too far away. Saul Alvarez Canelo versus Caleb Plant. Canelo sitting at a minus 1,200 favorite right now. Caleb Plant at plus 600 in their uh, title fight to unify the super middleweight division, which is be quite the accomplishment either way for either man. I'm a Canelo stan, so obviously I'm leaning towards that happening. Uh, I wouldn't take Canelo at minus 1,200 just because you're not going to make any money. But what I would do is take Canelo at minus 1,88 to win by knockout TKO or DQ as there's some serious uh, bad intentions in that fight from what you've seen at the press conferences thus far. And Canelo, I believe, told Caleb Plant to his face that there's no way he's making it past the eighth round so uh, potentially take a total rounds bet for under eight rounds as well uh, which would be seven and a half will get you uh, under let's say under eight and a half would get you plus 100 so it's a little better odds than the knockout actually but who knows man What if you took, uh, I could see that going under six rounds actually because I've been thinking that Caleb Plant is not even really as good as Billy Joe Saunders, to be honest. So you might make it a shorter night if you took him at under six and a half rounds. You could get plus 175. I don't know if I'd go any lower than that because Caleb Plant is a talented guy. He's got a good jab and good movement and elusiveness. He's a big guy. And, I mean, combat sports are crazy, so you never know. But that's pretty safe, those couple bets. Either Canelo by knockout or take him at under 7.5 or 6.5 rounds, something like that, and make some fat guap. Okay, Uh, let's uh, switch over from the worlds of boxing here. We spent quite a bit of time covering that and giving you guys some odds on that. Got a UFC card for this coming weekend on Saturday night. Uh, Not seeing a lot of fighters I recognize on the undercard here. Oh, hey, Jim Miller's back at it. A little long in the tooth. Jim Miller going up against Eric Gonzalez. Jim Miller minus... 225 favorite in that fight. I'm a big fan of the gritty Jim Miller. He's been doing the damn thing for a while. Andre Arlovsky is a plus one hundred underdog going up against Carlos Felipe. The Pitbull, still doing the damn thing as well. And is that the main event, I guess? Aspen Ladvers, Nora Dumont. Oof. Bit of a bit of a rough card that one. Danny Roberts on the card. Uh, That might be one I just catch the highlights of, to be honest. Uh, Bigger into the boxing than the UFC fight night, so I'll probably be watching some boxing this weekend. Then Saturday, October 23rd, so not this coming weekend, but next weekend after that, we see Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres as a plus 225 underdog on the card against a... South Korean man by the name of Song Woo Choi, who I know nothing about, but he must be decent as they're giving him a name opponent to potentially build him up as a minus 275 favorite. So might be doing some looking into of who this Song Woo Choi gentleman is. Could take some action on that, even though I do enjoy me some Bruce Leroy. And dun, 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 running down the card here. Not a lot of names on the undercard. Ooh, Jessica Rose Clark versus Jocelyn Edwards. Jessica Rose Clark making my certified MMA dime pieces list for show, for show. Good Instagram follow for the boys. Uh, she should beat my ass for saying that, but I don't care because she's in Australia. So come at me, bitch. You don't know where I am. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, It's all love. It's all respect. It's all respect on my end. I just appreciate you inside and outside the octagon. And I like girls with tattoos. So can you blame me? Can you really blame me? I like girls with big butts and fucking tattoos. Can you blame me? No, you can't. So I'd take Jessica Rose Clark at minus 170. She can't blame me because I'm picking her to win. Uh, she's uh, got the UFC hype machine behind her. Her Instagram numbers are going through the roof. So let's let's keep that Jessica Rose Clark energy high this weekend, or next coming weekend, boys, and uh, check her out. John Yong Park is going up against Gregory Rodriguez on that underdog. A lot of favorite South Koreans as betting odds right now. They're coming along in the UFC right now, I guess. Kama Worthy is a plus 140 underdog, under God, underdog against uh, Jai Herbert. I think I might be dyslexic. Who else on this card? I mean, this is another weird card. It's another weird fight night card on the 23rd, I guess. And we got Paulo Costa, the Brazilian drunk-off-wine Costa, versus Marvin the Pale Orc Vittori. Paulo Costa actually a plus 100 underdog right now. I guess they're counting on Marvin Vittori to get him to the ground and wrestle destroy him for the fight. I would have actually edged Paulo Costa in that matchup so I might throw a little candy on him even though he's not a great underdog at plus 100. He's still an underdog which means for him to win by knockout is probably better odds which I'd throw some candy on for sure cuz if he's going to win that fight it'd probably be by that and not decision. And Tabitha Richie Maria Oliveira is on the card as well, a women's uh, fight there. I don't know if it's bantamweight or featherweight or whatever, but Tabitha Richie, a minus 210 favorite over Maria Oliveira. Then at the end of the month, we have that stacked uh, numbered pay-per-view event. Again, with some great uh, title fights and other fights on the card, but getting a little far to to cover that. I'll, I think I've given my, some of my picks on that already but i'll just run over some quick for saturday october 30th i believe that's ufc 267 or 268 whatever it is uh i got megamed Ankalaev to win over vulcan no time ozdemir probably by knockout and tko jan blokowitz to win over glover Teixeira Got Hamzat Chamayas to make his triumphant comeback over Li Zhang Lang. I got. Who else we got here? Alexander Volkov to get the win over Marcin Taibura. Amanda Ribas, who's on my certified MMA dime piece list as well, to get the win over Vierna Roba. I got Islam Makhachev, sadly, to beat last uh, minute replacement, Dan Hooker. That's good odds on that, minus 500. Geez, I'm not giving my boy Dan Hooker much of a shot. And Pyotr Jan to get the win against another replacement. Corey Sandhagen, who's filling in for Aljo. And uh, Dan Hooker was filling in for RDA in that fight with Makachev. I believe both those guys I believe pulled out due to injuries. Aljo's not back from his neck surgery fully yet. I saw him talking on the Schmoes podcast about that kind of. I didn't like how he won the belt. I don't think they should have given it to him, but I kind of feel bad for the guy because you can tell he really wants to be back in there. But you know, some injuries you cannot train or fight through and uh recovering from a neck surgery is one of those things I imagine and I imagine it's quite frustrating for him to deal with that kind of thing I've had to recover some bad injuries myself nothing as bad as that really but uh I kind of get where he's coming from and can be empathetic with him and I don't really know too many other names on that card but if you Take Pyotr Jan to win, Islam Makachev to win, Amanda Ribes to win, Alexander Volkov to win, Hamza Chemaev to win, Jan Blakovich to win, and Megamed Ankaleev to win. That little cheeky seven-fight parlay gets you plus 886 odds, meaning you put $10 on that, you get 98 back potentially. You put $20 on that, you get $197 back potentially. And uh, any other money you want to put on that is yours to burn, my friend. But those are the fights I'm giving you for UFC 267. Those seven. And uh, do with them what you will. Bless your picks. And we will be back next weekend to talk uh, more football on Johnny New York's NFL uh, picks and breakdown portion of the podcast Monday and later on in the week usually around Wednesday or something like that we will be doing the fighting portion of the podcast talking about all the goings-on in boxing and MMA as always appreciate you guys for listening please subscribe to the podcast be a friend and tell a friend about the podcast and uh Yeah, appreciate y'all. Peace.